Greetings, soul sisters, spiritual brethren, and non-binary siblings. This is the Queer Ritual Podcast, a place to discuss healing, spiritual practices, guided meditations, and self-empowerment with a queer-minded focus. Allies are welcome, too. I'm your host, Ricky B. Malone. My pronouns are he, they. I'm a Reiki master, intuitive healer, and master esthetician based out of the East Coast of the U.S., My goal with this podcast is to empower others to discover their true selves and live the lives they truly want. Welcome to our first full episode of the Queer Ritual Podcast. Today I wanted to talk about what is identity? You know, I've always hated the questions, what are you? Or tell me more about yourself. You know, do they want to know my occupation, my ethnicity, my race, my religion, my gender, why limit someone down to any one thing? So identities can be complicated, right? I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. My mom is from Vinchan, Laos, and my dad is from Paris, Texas. My mom's Asian, my dad is white. And my parents divorced when I was one year old. So Of course, it took me a long time to figure out who I am because my upbringing was fragmented. I had my Asian upbringing, usually with my mom and my grandmother. And then I had my Caucasian upbringing uh, when my dad had visitation. So my mom had my sister and I for most of the week and then my dad had us every other weekend. And that was the arrangement for most of my childhood. And to make it even more complicated, my dad remarried an African-American woman. So I grew up mixed race, ambiguously ethnic or white passing with an Asian mother and a white father and then a black stepmother and a black half-sister. So it took me a long time to figure out who I was because everything around me was so segmented and fragmented. So it's like, how can you hold on to a core sense of who you are if you're constantly surrounded by change? So let's take a step back for a little bit and talk about some definitions of the word identity. So according to Google, Now this comes from the Oxford Dictionary. Identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Or the characteristics determining who or what a person or thing is, a close similarity or affinity. The American Psychological Association definition is different, obviously, because this is talking from a psychological perspective. So the APA defines identity as an individual sense of self defined by a a set of physical, psychological, and interpersonal characteristics that is not wholly shared with any other person, and b a range of affiliations, for example, ethnicity, and social roles. Identity involves a sense of continuity or the feeling that one is the same person today that one was yesterday or last year, despite physical or other changes. Such a sense is derived from one's body sensations, one's body image, 
and the feeling that one's memories, goals, values, expectations, and beliefs belong to the self, also called personal identity. The other definition from the APA is in cognitive development, awareness that an object is the same even though it may undergo transformations. For example, a coffee cup remains the same object despite differences in distance, size, color, lighting, orientation, and even shape, also called object identity. I like that definition more because it includes the fact that these things shift, that uh, there is a sense of continuity, but some things of in, within that identity may change over time. So what have I identified as over the years? Uh, it took me a long time to even come to terms with my race and ethnicity, let alone my sexual orientation or my gender identity. So my own identity has gone through constant shifts and that's okay. That's the thing I'm trying to drive home here. So being ambiguously ethnic, it creates this situation where what other people view me as is not always how I myself feel. There's that disconnect between how people view me and how I view myself. And that took a long time for me to work through, especially as a teenager and young adult. So depending who I'm around is actually going to affect what words I use to identify myself. I generally will say I'm half Asian and gay because to most people, I think they have a firm sense of what that means, right? But I've used the word Eurasian. Uh, I've used just the term Asian American, mixed race Asian American, Lao American, half Lao. Uh, you can even use some more foreign language terms like Luxat or Lukrun. That's a mixed child and half child within Lao or Thai. Um, and then my gender identity, I've also had some issues with. Uh, I got asked the question, what are you? Sometimes referring to my gender. People couldn't tell if I was male or female. Um, when people can't see my face, they only can hear my voice. It's actually pretty common that they think I'm female. So I get yes ma'am a lot. Or can you bring your husband to the phone, for instance? Even though uh, my husband and I actually have the same name, which makes it kind of complicated when someone says that. Sometimes they mean me, sometimes they actually do mean him. Uh, so the point I'm trying to make here is that your identities can be relative to the people around you. You know, if you're in a safe space, you're more likely to be honest about who you are when someone asks. Uh, where if, if you're in an unsafe space, you have that other identity, the public identity and the personal identity or the closet identity. You know, queer people have that unique experience of being in the closet about something. And I have had to deal with that on more fronts than just one. And that's why the question of identity has been so fundamental to my own sense of self-discovery. People who don't have a sense of self are more prone to changing themselves 
to fit in with the people around them. Although we all are guilty of changing who we are to varying degrees. With my own upbringing, being from Texas, uh, my accent has shifted. You know, I live in Virginia now, uh, but I went to college in Massachusetts and my accent shifted a lot after the move to Massachusetts because people would make fun of my accent for being Southern. They would point out like, you say y'all or whatever. And so when I'm around people that have thicker Southern accents, like my inner redneck comes out a lot thicker. Uh, Whereas generally day to day, I speak more with just a general American accent, one that isn't really identifiable as coming from any one place. Uh, but I am from all the, you know, I've lived in multiple places, so of course my accent has shifted a lot. And, you know, we're all, we're all guilty of code switching to various degrees. And People who live in queer enclaves, you know, cities that are safe or have your gayberhood or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, they're more open about who they are. And sometimes that leads to like being more flamboyant. Whereas I live in a part of the country where I do encounter queer people fairly often, but you know, we're definitely not the majority where I live. And I have had hate speech thrown at me various times throughout my life, uh, including actually fairly recently. So it creates this situation where like, sometimes you do have to hide parts of yourself, but hiding a part of yourself to feel safe and secure in a certain situation is not the same thing as ignoring who you are or fundamentally changing who you are to fit in, right? So once you know who you are as a person, no one can take that from you. It makes you super immune to taunts, insults, and name calling because someone else's words don't change who you are. They never could, even if you felt differently. So any spiritual path needs to include that one fundamental question. Who are you? You know, if you want to live a life of purpose, you have to start with that one question. Who am I? Who are you? You have to have that sense of self. Uh, now, on the flip side, in some spiritual circles, especially within Buddhism, there's people that just fundamentally stick to the dogma of there is no self. Uh, the Buddha acknowledges that your sense of self changes because all things are impermanent. There isn't a fundamental essence that stays with you your whole life. It is fundamentally shaped by the society around you and the culture you're brought up in and your family conditions and all that. So, and language too, you know. The language that you use to speak is going to fundamentally change how you identify. Just like I was saying, you know, I might use different language depending on the language I'm using. I might use a different term. But 
It's that core sense of who you are. Once you have that, no one can take it from you. All right, that's all for now. Uh, if anyone wants to continue this conversation, feel free to reach out. If you wish to contact me directly or have your question featured in a future episode of the podcast, you can send me an email at tqrpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, tqrpodcast, or my personal Instagram, Ricky Dementia. That's R-I-K-I Dementia. Thank you for listening. With love and gratitude, signing off.